0: One of the disparities that I've noticed within how we treat singers, and I'll, this is a two-sided coin, mm-hmm. we we treat singers with sort of soft gloves. A yeah, lot of times gloves, or, yeah. we eat we, kid gloves, we, we baby them, we don't expect them to do much, mm-hmm. and it, it coddles them and disrespects them at the same time. Absolutely. It's not only saying you don't have to do much. It's saying you can't do much.
1: Welcome to another episode of Monique on the Mic. I'm Monique B. Thomas, and we're going to dive deep into the heart of music and creativity. Today, we're joined by the incredibly talented, Grammy-winning multi-instrumentalist Josiah Woodson. He brings a unique perspective on the synergy between singers and musicians, the journey of continuous learning, and the humble beginnings that shape a versatile artist. He shares insights on adapting musical knowledge across different instruments and offers invaluable advice for singers looking to deepen their musicianship. Whether you're a singer, instrumentalist, or simply a music enthusiast, this episode promises to enlighten and inspire. Let's get into it. Hey, Josiah Woodson. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here.
0: How's it going? It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: No, man, this is kind of a, an obvious choice. So, you know, this show is about empowering singers, giving them a place where so they can get resources. They can hear other stories that might be similar to theirs. But your interview is slightly different because I wanted to give singers an outside view of things that singers could be doing better or to help them navigate the world of music because often singers have some habits and some things that they do that don't really help, kind of like shooting themselves in the foot. And so I mm-hmm. thought, from your point of view, you know, how many instruments do you play?
0: Six. All right, name them. Uh I got trumpet and guitar. those are the main two. flute is uh hanging on there. I do oh, wow. piano, mostly just like kind of r and b stuff but yeah, you got some jazz shots on there okay uh, yeah, and electric it. bass and upright bass is the is the latest.
1: Oh man, <laughs> are you leaving anything for anybody else? <laughs> I love it. I'm just I'll... trying to get a gig that's all, right. all. What do you,
0: need?
1: you got gigs is it Man, I love it. And I, I've had the pleasure of playing with you where you played several in the same gig. And I'm like, this cat is crazy, <laughs> crazy. And here we are as singers just struggling with one, you know. But I brought you in because you have had the pleasure of playing with a, not a, a, like a lot of well-known people from all over the world, Um, you know. I've been
0: very fortunate in that, Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're, you're fortunate, but you also open those doors with what you bring to the table. And that's, I mean, it's, first of all, it's your table. <laughs> and then you put a lot of stuff on it. You know, for those that don't know, like I said, he's multi, he's a multi instrumentalist. He is a Grammy winner. He is a ranger, producer and composer. I'm like, uh, do you do Indy 500? Like, is there, is there some other? Wait, how's the yo-yo playing going? Cause you, you, oh, were doing... it's good. oh my gosh we got we got uh, he's got the yo yo, yeah. you guys can't we see this. he's got he has got yos yo yo's is Yeah, right yeah, 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 um, but here's somebody that that's done a lot of things, and i I think that the thing that's interesting when you play that many instruments, you've been a beginner many
0: times, that's right. You go back to zero every time you grab another instrument, at least on the technical side. On the
1: technicals. So tell me about what that is, because I think that that can help anybody who's going through the beginner stage to remember that, you know, you always start as a beginner.
0: Tell us about that. Uh, I think I'll start with um, just the fact that I'm a trumpet player. Trumpet, it really teaches you humility. Like, <laughs> for sure. Trump Trumpet players have the sort of, stigma in the community of being kind of arrogant a little bit, but I think we earn that arrogance by actually having to play our instrument. Like the the way I tell people is like, if you ever see a pilot walking through an airport, they walk with a little more swagger because they know they do this thing that not many people people here can do. Yeah. And they need it, you know? Yeah. So trumpet players have just a little bit of that swag. All you have to do is watch Freddie Hubbard play on stage mm-hmm. and be like, all right, yeah, it takes a little swagger to play this. Yeah, listen,
1: I've tried. I cannot get a sound. I've made, be- listen, I'll be honest with you. I've made better farts than the sound I <laughs> you get out of a trumpet. I can't, I cannot. So, you know, and I'm, Rough. and I, technically I'm a wind instrument, but I can't, I can't. So kudos to you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: To all the trumpet players out there, you know, we holding it down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. So you technically you're starting over again. But are there
0: other things in your process that you don't have to start over again? So here that's exactly it. It's not at zero because like I like to tell people, my degrees are in music. Mm -hmm. My expertise is on the trumpet. That's where I, I what I studied at the time. But I learned music. Once I pick up another instrument, I'm no longer learning music. I'm adapting what I know to that instrument right. so it's never it's only zero on the technical side of that instrument it's not zero on the musical side
1: let me ask you this when are you gonna start singing
0: i sing a little bit but Help you know her. i don't have that you know i'm that's not my gift i have a good ear you know i could be a background <laughs> singer i sing for all my students and you oh, know yeah.
1: yeah, yeah 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 no i got you i got you so tell us a little bit about some of these opportunities that you've had to work with some of these singers
0: Um, So I worked with China Moses for a while. Um, It's not exactly singing, it was rapping. I work with uh, Blitz uh, Samuel Bazawule, who's uh, notoriety now for being a part of The Color Purple and that stuff Mm -hmm. with with Oprah and that. I've worked with some other rappers. I've done lots of sort of one-off gigs with singers that just like say, hey, I need a guitarist. You know, I need some piano for this. I grew up in the church. So that's all singer. Uh, right. So that's that's where my real foundation is.
1: Right. Okay. So we can say that you know how to accompany
0: a singer. Sort of. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's interesting. Why, why do you say
0: sort of? Because there are people who are accompanist. And I think they're weird, but they, that's that's what they do. Now, I think they're bonkers, but that's what they do. It's like, look, I'm tied to this singer or that singer, and I follow them around, and I know everything they do, and I can accompany them. For me, I can accompany music. I'm a good musician. Right. I know what to do. If it's just me and a singer, that's easy. We, you know, we know what to do, but I'm not a professional accompanist. You know, okay. I'm, I'm here to make music.
1: Okay. So do you think they're weird because you think it's weird to only want to play with one person or? No. No. They're weird for other reasons.
0: No, they're, they're, they're the ones, what I'm talking about is mostly like piano players, but sometimes Mm. it's guitar players, Mm -hmm. but that they, that's the only thing that they do. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like they're musicians, their skill is fine, they're, they're comparable, but when they talk, everything's coming through this one little lens because they only Mm. do one thing. They Mm -hmm. only stand behind a singer and play what that singer plays. And that's not my job. I don't stand behind Mm -hmm. anybody. Only. I'll right, stand behind gotcha. anybody, but yeah. I don't I don't that's not the only thing that I do, you know.
1: I wonder if it is the desire to feel sort of like a, a marital bliss in music. In other words, as a singer, I have maybe two, three maybe pianists that I call my musical husband. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I bend a note to the right, they're there. I don't have to mm-hmm. explain it to them. They don't even have to see my face. They know mm-hmm. where I'm going and they're there with me. And the same thing goes the other way you know they're allowed obviously to contribute to the conversation by taking things in another direction and I'm there too and I have to say that as a singer when I find those kinds of situations I do tend to want to hold on to them because it's for me it has been rare you know so the the few people where that dialogue is just so fluid it's like tango dancing it's gorgeous it's sexy it's fluid it's you know just it flows then, you know, I kind of want to repeat those experiences. But it's nice that I have more than one person. I think I would eventually get bored. But, you know, like I said, maybe it's a thing about Sort of like a marriage, wanting to uh-huh. be musically monogamous, if we can call it that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. After that whole statement that you just made, I just like to reiterate: we are talking about singing. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it. Because that entire conversation Could've could be been... in a completely different context. But I would ask about those those people who accompany. Me, are do they only accompany singers, or do they no. do other things? Oh, see, no, that's okay. different. No. What you just described is something that every artist and musician has. Yeah. Like we have those people that just, you know, work well with where we're coming from. And right. Hopefully we work well where they're coming from as well. And the synergy just works.
1: So basically you're saying we're hoes, but when we're with somebody, we
0: make them feel like they're the only one. I'm not going to, I'm <laughs> not going to value judge it, So no, so you ain't going to get me. No, we are not hoes. We are Artistic beings, and we like to spread that art around the, the <laughs> community. Uh, we are not, look, I, no value judgment. I'm, no, you know, <laughs> hey, no shame here. No shaming. I, I, okay. I'm just, I'm
1: just, I'm just joking. You know, I gotta, I gotta be goofy. That's just, that's my, <laughs> that's who I am. But let's bear
0: with you. PG. You just ain't, you just ain't going to be getting me caught up in trouble these internet right? streets. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Josiah said, nope, he didn't. <laughs> Any, any. Anyway. Have
1: Cat Williams coming out of. Oh my God! Don't fire. That would, uh, that would be something. Um, so anyway, so you've worked with. So wait, wait, wait. Let me roll that back. I
0: just had a thought. You said you worked with China Moses as a rapper. No, 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 no. I worked with China Moses. Uh-huh. Her brother raps. That's right. So we did that. He's a singer and rapper. But okay. no, and then Blitz Bazawule. He's oh. the rapper. I was just listening. Okay. Okay, I'm microphone holding people that i've, <laughs> I've played <laughs> so instruments behind what instrument did you play with her with china it started off as being supposed to be in a trumpet thing but as her music evolved um it ended up being more guitar focused than than trumpet focused just in <laughs> terms of where her music went until you know her music went in a completely different direction than me but up until then it was you know we we had some gigs where i didn't even play my trumpet it was on stage but it was just guitar the whole time okay so that's where it ended up nice nice i you know what i have to
1: reach out to her because i would. i think she's fascinating i would love to have her on the show to talk about oh yeah she'd be great but anyway any anybody else you want to name drop on because i'm I'm here for that i want to know what other things you've done that maybe have marked you as a musician i
0: uh I, I was shy away of from name dropping, but I got to do better at it because we as musicians have also this hat of promoting ourselves. And so we have to do that. Yeah. So I need to get more, you know, better. And at
1: to be it. fair, yeah. I asked you, I baited you on that one. I want you to name drop because, look, this is so funny. I'm going to take a side here and say something that is from my heart. Um, I think we all struggle to a certain degree with acknowledging the things that we've done well. And my thought is, if you were to work a job where all the things you did well were never acknowledged, you would get disgruntled and you'd quit. Mm
0: -hmm. Why do we do that
1: to ourselves? Because the thing is, when when somebody says you good job, it gives you wind beneath your wings. Mm. It gives you fuel to Mm. go on and then... You know, deal with all the other stuff we have to deal with as musicians. And we deal with a lot of stuff. That's right. So I'm asking you to name drop because these
0: are things you should be proud of. You actually did the work, you know? But before I start name dropping, I'll jump in on the point that you just made. I think that's exactly correct. And we do shy away from that a lot of times Mm -hmm. as artists and and, and musicians out there. And I think one of the reasons is something that we'll talk about a little bit later when we get into the meat of things. Mm Because one of the reasons is um how we're perceived by the people around us and how that affects um, how much space we take up or how little space we take up Mm -hmm. because, you know, we'll get into it later, but, like, just the fact of being good at whatever your discipline is... That's going to make some people, you know, that's going to ruffle some feathers. Not that you did it to them, but, you know, just the yeah. fact that you have something on your resume or you're capable of doing something that somebody else isn't quite capable of or you've got more of a spotlight than other people, people are going to get, you know, people can get really hurt. And, yeah. and that, that's one of the reasons for rifts between singers and, and musicians. But we won't go there. We'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get there.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. But, and, and you know what? I, I talked about this in episode 10. Uh, Monique and the Green-Eyed Monster. Jealousy. Mm. But the mm, thing yeah is, some people are jealous of you just because you're breathing. That's what I'm saying. And it's like... That's what I'm saying. So, to that point, no matter what you do, they're going to be jealous. That's
0: right. So, you might as well do you. Exactly. Listen...
1: So, drop them names.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I... um. I I just got back it was like a, end of twenty twenty-three. I played with uh, another thing with Pharrell in yeah. Toby Ngwingwe, which is pretty cool. That was like oh the start God. of of um Pharrell's new line at Montclair. So I was part okay. of the, the sort of orchestral part of that show, which was really cool. Um I just got off a gig uh, a couple weeks ago where, you know, the NBA has a game in Paris. Okay. And they had a, a a concert to kick it off the day before and it happened to be this really cool tribute to Biggie Smalls an orchestral. Plus oh wow. DJ tribute to biggie smalls and i was called by my my friend robbie marshall to be a part of that and his friend i forget his last name but miguel he's a he's a composer and arranger and um fantastic violinist and he was he was leading that project and that was with dj clark kent who's from who's you know just famous in the hip-hop i mean that was a really big thing to put on my resume um right away um i've played with uh branford marcellus and that was one of the biggest Mm. gigs for me even though that was uh, a little while ago that was still like oh wow of course here's a legend that i'm standing next on a living legend that's right he's right there and it sounds like you see why you're like okay yeah i get it i get it he's (laughs) he's he's like that uh and then i i had the 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 fortune of um working with Both of the Knowles sisters on different projects. I worked with, uh, Beyonce on her album called Four. Mm -hmm. Uh, me and my friends are on seven of the tracks on that album. Uh, one of which is Love on Top, Mm -hmm. which, uh, helped, helped win a Grammy. So I got a, a piece of that Grammy. That, wait, wait, Um, wait. Stop, stop. Pause. (laughs) He got a Grammy, y'all.
1: You can now say that you actually know somebody that got a Grammy. (laughs) <laughs> next time I see you, I'm going to touch the hem of him your garment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool though. That is like, you know what I mean? That's cool. In yeah. your, in your lifetime, whether you aspire to that or not, because not everybody aspires to that. Right. But, but we do know that in the industry, that is one of the things that it's the summit. You know, it's like, you
0: got yep. a Grammy, you can die happy now. Yep. You know, for but- better and for worse, but that's how it is. Right. Oh, for worse. Why for worse? Well, because it kind of stamps you with, with this thing that might or can threaten to overshadow what you're really about. Or we can also just talk about how how capitalistic the industry is Mm -hmm. in the sense that it really has us all chasing our tails, trying to find accolades that come from outside Outside of us. us. Exactly. And so we chase that, that thing, or we can chase that thing. Whereas as artists, we should be whoever we are and not try to uh, measure success by, well, what accolades have you artificially you yeah. know, gotten from an industry that, you know, can't tell B flat from C. You know what I mean?
1: You know, right, right. You know, and not to beat a dead horse about jealousy, but the thing about jealousy is because you are chasing accolades from the exterior rather than focusing on who you are today versus on who you were, you know, a, even a few days ago or a few weeks ago, that inner work and, and that inner acknowledgement I think is what helps to keep you from getting into that jealous mode where you're, you know, well, he got, because, you know, all that glitters ain't gold. Maybe somebody got something and they got some other things that came with it that they weren't looking for. They didn't want, right? you know, some bad press or whatever, whatever. But it's still an honor that you did get it, uh, deservedly so. And so we're here to celebrate you for that.
0: All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) It It feels good.
1: This is why I really wanted you on the show because I I'm, I am intending to have a lot of singers to tell their stories so that, you know, my listeners who are singers mostly I would assume don't feel so alone. But we also need information from the outside of our community to say, "Hey you guys, this is how we see you and this is how we interact with you." And there's some thing there's some things that we could maybe do better to make that interaction more fruitful, more musical, more harmonious. So I've personally had the pleasure of working with you on several occasions. You had me come in and sing and work with your group on some of your compositions, which are highly instrumental. They're not typically what singers would sing, which I like. It, it was a challenge for me, but it, it's the kind of challenge I like. So that was cool. And I, and we also toured Africa several times. Um mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And I, I enjoyed, again, the challenge because you just automatically expected me to function on the same level that all the other musicians functioned at. You didn't expect less of me because I'm a singer. You, you know, you just expected me. She's like, okay, you want to take a solo? I'm like, yeah, I want to take a solo. Cool. You know, rather than so many other situations where I'm in where people treat me with kid gloves and they talk down to me. Like I don't know scales and modes, and I don't know time, and I didn't go into woodshed. But you never did that to me, and I appreciate that because that well, always. It's because you're a musician.
0: <laughs> At the beginning of this statement, you said from outside of our community. That's what you want, and for me, I'm like, man, I'm busting that wall down. I don't like it. Yeah. If you're a musician, you're a musician. If yeah. voice is your instrument. That's what it is, right? But what we do have this thing where, in our community of music, it is singers and then everybody instrumentalists, yeah, and everybody else, yeah, and everybody else, yeah, and some people are 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 sort of overlapping there, and some people are just like, no, I'm a part it's of my different. singer community, but yeah. there is no like, there is no other studio that calls itself its own community like singers do. For me, singer is just one of the, dis- the disciplines within music. It's, it's right. just like the trumpet studio, the vocal studio, the piano yeah. studio, the string right. studio. They're, we're all part of it. Yeah. For me, that's what it is. Yeah. But it can be difficult when you do have one of the studios,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the vocal studio, being... Its own insular community and 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 creating sort of a, a bubble around themselves that sort of helps foment a culture that doesn't always work so well with the other studios.
1: Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what are some things that we can lovingly do to make our collaborations uh, more tango-like?
0: Hmm, that's, that's a, that's a very, very good question. Um, I guess I would start with talking about, well, what is the rift and what are some of the reasons behind the rift? We're talking about music, but the same thing goes for, for, for dating. It's like, <laughs> we, it just is. It just is. Like it, the, the, there's so many overlaps between the two relationships and you, you open this door, Mo, you open the door. All right. I'm just walking through. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just going to walk through. Oh Lord. But, Am but I going to have to it, make this, this episode E? <laughs> It's explicit. I don't know. I don't know. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk specifically about okay. the music. But just like when I have some some of my friends who are are women talk about the dating, the thing that I try to do is just hit them to what it's like on the other side. Just sure. understand the good and bad that 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 we're feeling and doing and being on this other side, so that you know who you're talking to when you when uh-huh. you walk in the room. What's happening. One of the, just zooming out because there's two conversations to be had, or two scopes. One of the scopes is just music, the, the, the tight music community. It's, that's a very small world. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, which I'm going to speak to just really briefly right now is the, the global community. That's everybody on earth Mm -hmm. as they consume music, whether they're a musician or not. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things is it can be very hard for musicians to understand that the vocal studio on the grand stage mm-hmm. seems to be the only thing that really matters, especially yeah. now as we're yeah. getting more and more production, like the producer gets a shout out and the singer gets the shout out. Right. And the rest of us have dedicated 30, 40, 20, 30, 40 years mm-hmm. of ten thousands and thousands of hours playing these instruments just to be kind of like a a, a footnote right, on an right. album where it's just one of the studios came right, up right, right. <laughs> just it's just that vocal studio
1: speaking to that it's something popped up on my feed on instagram the other day and i reposted it it was robert glasper paying homage to nat Adderley because mm. i think you like that post because uh i didn't know this that nat Adderley was behind the sound of luther vandross he played a mm. lot of piano i did not know that and i'm a huge luther fan. luther i grew up on luther and so yeah. it bothered me that you know, you know Luther's been gone since about two thousand five. He died in two thousand five. Um, I even know the date because you know I'm a Luther fan. That all this time I didn't know that he was the one behind mm. that sound. And this is exactly what you're talking about. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah one one of my mentors and trumpet instructors was one of Ray Charles's favorite trumpet player. Um, mm. Now Ray Charles is <laughs> both of the things we're talking about. He's both vocal studio yeah. super famous and musician. He's, yeah. he's both of the things. Yeah, but you know, those musicians that play with them, it's it's really hard to get shine. And from our perspective, whether musicians get jealous, whether they act out in bad ways, or whether they just kind of demure and just kind of sit back, as you're a vocalist, when you approach the music studio, the other studios, mm-hmm. that can be one of the rubs, one of the elephants in the room. That's like, mm-hmm. all right, we're talking about music now, but we all know once we get on that stage, I turn invisible. And mm. you're the only thing that matters again. And yeah. i we've had conversations uh, as musicians. We talk about it. We have conversations with other singers that, that they say basically, yeah, I'm the only thing that matters. You don't matter. I, I think that's far <laughs> like, I physically say that. I, I think like, this is, this is what we get.
1: See, that always bothers me because I know when it comes to any kind of team, I, and I always say this, if we all look good, we all look good. If one of us looks bad, we all look bad. There it is. And that's how I feel. Now, I think there may be—I think this is a very complex issue because I don't think we can just, like, blame sides. I think there's behaviors and things. But I think there's a complex thing that comes outside of the studios, which is the people who are producing the show and the things that they do to undermine— um a 100%. let's say uh, a, a cohesive environment amongst us imagine if we yeah. were cohesive and we put our foot down and said no it's going to be like this and not like that we're not having right. the we're not having the singer come out in a yellow bikini and then stand in front and then nobody's listening to anybody else because she's in a yellow bikini and that's all it is you know if, if we were all together they'd have a bit of a problem you know dealing with us and so I think there is some divide and conquer um for, from the singer standpoint, um, I know one thing that's always annoying is, especially when you really want to sing, you know, I always present myself well and, um, that's important. But when the way I look overshadows what I'm trying to do and people are trying to sell that, it's like I'm literally just a singing flower pot to some people. And mm. that is like, Man, all this work that I've done, all these years—the listening, the shedding, the crying, the doubt, the you know—getting picking myself back up and doing all these things just for fun, somebody to say, you know, it would your show would be so much better if you'd only wear this,
0: mm-hmm. or if you really
1: did your hair like that, or if, mm-hmm. could you maybe put a slit here? And and I'm not kidding when I tell you that these things, having that attention on us, is not always a good thing because it's not always the right attention, mm-hmm. but. I want to get back to. But hey, hold on, you just oh, shut sure. a whole mouthful. Let me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, really, okay. I mean, cause, go ahead and jump
0: in. Because this entire thing that we're talking about is part of part of the the larger context conversation yes. where we're talking about the world, and so mm-hmm. one of the ways the world works is capitalism. Mm-hmm. It, it amplifies the different isms that we have. Capitalism says, "All right, sexism." It, all, the only thing that counts is women and only sexy women and that's it. Let's mm-hmm. put them up front. We want as the, as few as people as, as possible getting notoriety so we can make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. That's what pushes everybody else away. And it's yeah. just easier to have the, the woman on, on the sexist line, on mm-hmm. the, you know, the, in terms of being exploited for, for yeah. your se- sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing that makes the money. So, in 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 one sense i'm not casting blame but i can cast blame on a system that yes. system is is exaggerating amplifying the schisms and the problems and even creating problems between yes. us so that needs to be named.
1: absolutely and i appreciate yeah it creates it does create a rift between us cuz even even if you know behind stage we're all kiki key, key, keying together and we all feel like we're homogenous and we're getting along they'll come in and say no i'm putting you here and him he could go behind
0: the mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, behind he can play behind a Mm -hmm. screen. We don't even care if we see him. From staging directions to who gets on the bill. Um I have a friend who had uh had his project playing at a at a jazz festival in Eastern Europe. And he was upset, and rightfully so, because he had a guest on the project, or you know, the singer on the project. It's not her project. Mm-hmm. It's his project. He wrote all the music. You know, he, he it's his project. It's, mm-hmm. it's called him. But on the flyer, they put her face super big. Yeah. Cause she's very attractive. Yeah. And then him like down in the corner and the rest of us didn't, didn't exist. Now that's not on her. That's not on him. That's on the industry that we're yeah. a part yeah. of. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so it's absolutely.
1: Like, nah. And so imagine if that show went on tour
0: for mm-hmm. a, a year.
1: And that happened every tour. By the end of that yep. tour, I don't even know if you'd make it to the end of the tour because that's going to cause a rift. Because exactly. at some point, the artist, the person that wrote would be like, aren't you going to say something? Put your foot down and say, hey, listen, this is not right. This is not my project. Why is my face on this? Like, you shouldn't even want your face on the project of somebody else. Because you you as an artist, you know how hard it is to make a project come to life and have somebody is just come in because of the genes they were given by
0: their parents. That's right. Uh, put their face and name all over it is that's right cool. now that's looking at the that at the pro, at the situation from the artist perspective but yes. once you switch your hat and look at it from a, a business career branding perspective yeah. you don't have any incentive not to have them have your face yeah. on the front because if you're looking from that perspective you're mm-hmm. like yeah i want that so i don't have an, an incentive to call that out because that might mess up my bag right right, oh. right? It's so complicated, though. It's complicated, and then you have the singer feeling, or the the person who's put out in the front, the pretty person feeling like, oh, I'm scrutinized, everybody's looking at me, mm-hmm. it, it's too much pressure, and then you have the 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 other people, the musicians, whether it's their band or not, feeling like, I'm invisible, I do all this work, and people aren't even looking at me. So They're not
1: invisible. saying good job, like we talked about earlier, right? Both of us are,
0: yeah. Yeah, we are feeling frustrated for our yeah. different things, and sometimes yeah. I think when we look at each other, and we blame each other for yeah. the thing that makes us disgruntled, that can cause the rift.
1: Oh, That's yeah. Capitalism. And, and That's capitalism. So That's always what
0: capitalism has done. Mm-hmm.
1: And so then it just, it goes further. And then one person has some broccoli in their teeth and you're ready to punch them in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, I have an active imagination. But um let's look at it now, because there's so many angles we can look at this, like mm. a Rubik's Cube. Let's mm. look at it from the angle of, Oops, you got your Rubik's cube. I love it. You, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. The older I get, I am surrounded by geeks, and I and I say <laughs> geeks big. loving. Yeah, you're definitely a geek. You are definitely yeah, a geek. the people I love the most on this planet are geeks. They. Oh my God. How many Rubik's Cube? Wait, wait. How many? Four. You got four Rubik's. Excuse me. The one at the bottom. How many? Both of these two are five by five by five.
0: If that's and not then a geek, four by four, and then there's three by three, and they're all solved. You guys can't see them, but they're all. No, I see. Yeah, I see. They're solved.
1: I remember my brother had a Rubik's Cube. I was taking those stickers off. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. I digress. Yes. Let's talk about it from musician to musician. There it is. The
0: the, 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 the smaller picture. Let's look at the smaller picture Mm -hmm. because
1: I think that's probably the first level where we may have some issues on. And I want your... Again, the whole point of this is not to, you know, go on a, a long rant, but really to be lovingly and say, Hey, sure. I, I would love it if you guys could do this. It would make it easier to work with you.
0: Uh-huh. So the, let me name the thing that can be frustrating for, for some musicians, except the career accompanists. And this is why they're weird. Anyway, <laughs> the, the door to being a successful working singer is much different than the door to being a successful working musician. And right away that, that, that creates a rift. So you're coming into, a lot of the singers are coming into the space, Mm -hmm. the shared musical professional space from a completely different direction, a completely different path. And sometimes it, it can feel like as a musician, sometimes that path is much, much shorter than than our our paths. Okay, so so, I'm going to cut you off for a second because I want to make sure. sure. I think I know what you mean,
1: but I want to make sure our listeners know what you mean. Can you give an example? So you already said that it it seems to be a shorter path for singers than other musicians to get to the same place.
0: That's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that sometimes singers seem to get a shorter path. Okay. You don't have a shorter path. That's why we work so well together because and that's not every singer, but mm-hmm. there are singers that just, well, I kind of, you know, two years ago, I just felt like I wanted to sing mm-hmm. and I have the talent on the vocal side. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of an ear, so I just do it.
1: Right. right? right.
0: Where as a musician, whether even if a musician can't read music, mm-hmm. they still have to spend time learning a thing. That's not them. Yeah. They have to learn the guitar. They have to learn the piano. However they do it, they have to spend the time actually at the altar of music. <laughs> Whereas, not all vocalists have to do that because you're born with your instrument, which Well, is a double-edged sword.
1: I, I do think it's a double-edged sword because I don't think it's exactly that. I think the truth is when you have somebody that what people uh, often consider to be talented vocally, usually it's something very uh, short-lived. So for one thing, it could be, let's say, they just have a beautiful tone. Usually that's what it comes in. It's like, oh, I could hear them sing the phone book because the voice is
0: just so pretty. But that they don't that that doesn't exist anymore. I'm just I just there, there are no phone, ain't no more phone books. That is why I just want to know, put that this in there. Is so
1: dated, ain't no
0: more. Obituaries?
1: I don't know. You, just, <laughs> <laughs> you could you let me reframe that. You the comment section. You can, you can hear, hear the sing, them saying this. The, the, the comment section. There right. you go. Okay. okay. There go. Um. Yeah. So I just dated myself, didn't I? Wow. Wow. Well, at least I didn't say like a, a beeper message. Oh my god. Oh boy. Anyway, pagers. Uh, pagers, right? Um. What I was going to say is that those people that we tend to traditionally say, oh, they're talented, they're usually a one-trick pony. They usually have one thing they do really well, but if you Mm. put them in any other situation, they're going to fail. And the problem is that person doesn't understand that the thing they do so well only translates in that area. You put them, let's say, put them in a different key, put them in a different style, put them with a different group or put them with real musicians rather than karaoke tracks, you know, any of these parameters that change that singer is not going to do well. But the mm-hmm. problem is if we keep seeing that singer only in that small, and it usually is a very small area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and, and if they look good too, that does make it a little bit easier for them to sort of believe the delusion. But if, mm-hmm. you know, they usually are one trick pony, you know, and as a singing professional and as a teacher, I can see beyond it because I can see very quickly. I'm like, okay, you've been told that you're super, super, super talented and nobody explained to you exactly what that talent was and how limited it was, that it needed this, 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 and this, and this to be exploitable. And by exploitable, I mean, in a good way. I mean, being able to play with other musicians, being able to play other, being a musician, you know? Right, being adaptable. So I just, I just wanted to put that disclaimer in there. But let me let you finish what you were saying.
0: Oh no that that was a that was a complete statement. Now to your to the the next question that you were about to say, what are some ways that mm-hmm. what, is, what what some advice that I can give? Um, so I teach at a music school here in Paris, and I teach a general class. I teach several different classes, but one of my classes is a general sort of a lecture course mm-hmm. about repertoire. But I have, I always have. You know, all the different, um, studios in there. There's the vocal studio. There's the guitar studio. There's the piano studio. There's the wind studio because we don't have too many wind instruments, but mm-hmm. we're all in there together. And then there's the drum studio and the, right. you know, bass is separate as well. Uh, and we're all in there together. And so one of the disparities that I've noticed within how we treat singers and now this is a two sided coin. Mm-hmm. We, we treat singers with sort of soft gloves a yeah, lot of times does, yeah. we, we kid gloves we we baby them we don't expect them to do much mm-hmm. and it it coddles them and disrespects them at the same time Absolutely. it's not only saying you don't have to do much it's saying you can't do much yeah. so i'm going to do everything for you i'm going to change all my keys to to whatever you do i'm not going to ask you to be artistic or um Get into the nitty-gritty of the music of what we're doing, which is what everybody else right. has to do. I'm not going to ask you to learn the notes that you're singing, the chords that we're singing, every, everything that everybody else has does. To, so in yeah. my class, it's an even playing field, and I love it because— yeah. Um, there are certain things that will be harder for singers and certain things that will be easy easier for them. And I tell, yeah. and I tell my students the things that are, are both ways. For example, it's harder for singers to nail a specific note. If you put a page of music in front of them, they can tell you that's a B flat, that's an E flat, that's an F, F sharp, mm-hmm. but sing it. Ah, that's hard. Yeah. That's gonna be hard to do. Whereas a piano player doesn't have to hear the music. They can mm-hmm. just look at it and be like, well, yeah. F sharp is located here mm-hmm. on my keyboard and yeah. just press it. Yeah. So that's a that's that's one thing that's easier for musicians to do than singers. Now on the other side, in terms of presenting uh, music and putting your soul and your emotions and singing a song, whether yeah. whether you're actually physically singing it or not, this is something I was just talking to my students about yesterday. This is what singers are best at. And this is what Mm -hmm. we need to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, all the chords, you know, all the notes, you know, all everything that's going on. Now, how do you make me feel something? You know, how do you get up on stage, stand there and make me feel something with that melody? Right, And right. so one of the things that I have all my singers do, and this is this is going to answer that next question, I have all my singers, when they're writing their solos, when they're writing their things, they have to sit at the piano and they have to play what they sing. Mm-hmm. So you wrote a solo, you know every note there, you're going to sit there and pluck, pluck out, out the notes as you sing them. Yeah, And guess what all my musicians have to do? They have to sing the notes. Sing. Yeah. They have right. to sing. Cause that we're all in this together. Yeah. We're all in this cause it always was even. It's, yeah. it, it always was. It's yeah. just music and we all have to be good at it. Yeah. Now, once we get out there, bass players are, are, aren't supposed to know all the lyrics to the thing. Like, a bass player can get away with, rather, not knowing the lyrics. A singer can get away with not knowing all the notes. Um, yeah. you know, you know, there, there are differences once we get into a professional setting. Sure. But we, if we all have, a responsible and, and, and thorough background, Mm -hmm. we're all going to be speaking the same language. The same language. and, And that's the thing that I think singers can take away. Yeah. Um, There's going to be people who are just a-holes. There are going to be people who are gonna, you know, be prejudiced. That's just what it is. There are gonna be people who are butt hurt and, and, and rightly so, uh, to to a certain extent, that, you know, they, they do a lot of work for no recognition and Mm -hmm. other people can seem to do less work for all the recognition in the world. There, there, there's gonna be that disparity. But if as a singer, you can come in and speak some of the same languages, you know what you're talking about, you have yourself prepared, you know some of the terms, Terms pedagogically, yeah. we're gonna get along, and it, it might be crispy at the beginning, but once we know, once we know that we're all speaking the same language, yeah. we're all in it together, just yeah. like we were when we went on tour in Niger, or when I had you on my on my stuff at um Cavodezubliets. We, it was no rift between us. We yeah. know each other, and we like yeah. to cut up in that. Yeah, but, but you know, you're you, there's no difference between you and me. You just you sing, and I sing on guitar or right. a trumpet or whatever. That's or, what it is. Or, or, or and 20 just, of your
1: instruments, yeah.
0: <laughs> and we just speak the same language. Cause if I, you know, if I tell you, oh, we're going to modulate here, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I do,
1: I do, I do. You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. It's the thing about, you know, if everybody's speaking Spanish, everybody's speaking Spanish. Even right. though you've got Spanish from Puerto Rico, Spanish from Mexico, Spanish from Spain, Spanish from different countries in South America, there are some words that might be slightly different because of the speciality and culture but at the end of the day they can all understand each other
0: now if we if if we had a project of like five were all spanish-speaking five people and we had to present some spanish-speaking stuff on stage and that's what people wanted to see and then there was this one you know american guy that didn't know spanish at all and he got up there and, and in the room for us to come up with our dialogue and he can't put any input because he he hasn't learned any spanish and he gets up there may hablo espan you know and does that stuff on, on stage all the other spanish-speaking people whether it's you know from different places in their own dialect and their own words they're going to be upset at that person yeah, it's pissed. like we're supposed to be together and then you add to that that person is you know the most notable because they're the american and nobody else counts <laughs> right. you're going to have some people that are uh, that are upset you understand what I'm saying, but if Absolutely. that American comes in there, understanding that, hey, yeah, I'm an American, so that gives me privilege. Yeah. But I'm gonna put my uh, best foot forward. I'm gonna learn some Spanish. I'm gonna learn how to speak some Spanish. And it might humble be at y'all all y'all level, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm coming here to do a job with you. We're here together. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I can't see that situation really degenerating into some bad things. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good team.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. It it, it is something to be said. For people to humble themselves, Everybody. especially because we've all had situations where we weren't the brightest in the room, we all have, and i and I think honestly, I tend to prefer to be in those situations because I know that's where I'm going to learn the most, pushes you, you know, but in those situations, as mouthy as I am in those situations. My mouth is closed. My ears are open. I'm watching. I'm learning. I'm. I'm like, okay, what's the vibe? How fast are we moving? How yep. fast do I have to pick up what they're throwing yep. down?
0: And you're and, observing,
1: you know. And if I have to ask a question, I'm going to ask a question. So I would prefer right. you to, you know. You have to explain it to me. Then you assume I know it, and I don't. And then, uh, then we all look
0: like idiots. Mm-hmm. So, and there's two, there's two different sort of angles that you can take when you walk into the room, and you realize on whatever le- level, whether it's pedagogically or experience or career level or whatever, that you're you know, a little bit behind in your own perception that the other people, there's two ways to go. You can either be like, all right, I'm going to observe. I'm going to do the best that I can. These guys are here. I'm going to figure yeah. it out. And I'm going to, I'm this is going to make me better. And I'm yeah. going to get better. That's one way to go. The other way to go is to get a little bit butthurt that everybody can do something that you can't and be like, well, you know, I'm not going to do, it. everybody's going to do it on my table. And this is how we do it. And you know, you can, because you have this feeling of, it may be jealousy, mm-hmm. maybe you, you're feeling bad that you can't do this thing that you'd like to do. And so you treat everybody else, you, you, you sort of reject that feeling outside of yourself and you project it on other people. And that, that's anybody can do that, yeah. right? That's not specific to any of the studios that we're talking about.
1: Right. Right. So, right.
0: Because th- that's that's one of the things that I would say. There are a lot of things that are specific to singers because there's prejudice in our community because of the aforementioned dynamics. Yeah. But um, sometimes there are things that are universal. I don't care what instrument you play. If you get on the bandstand with me and you don't know what key we're playing in, you don't know mm. what song we're playing in, you didn't do your homework, yeah. I don't care what you play. I don't care what you look like. We're no. going to have a problem. You yeah. know, I'm going to, I might not say anything, but you know, it might be, it's going to create a riff. Yeah, and you're not gonna,
1: you're not gonna call them back. I, if I can be specific, one thing I know that, uh, singers often do is they treat a rehearsal as their personal rehearsal. They treat the musicians as their personal karaoke track. So it's like, okay, I didn't learn my stuff, so I'm gonna make you, that's not what a rehearsal is for. A rehearsal is once everybody's learned their stuff on their own, it's a coming together. It's, yes, it's a joining. It's like, how well can we now fit these parts into this puzzle so that it's seamless? Um right. so I think that's something I know I would love to see singers be more responsible, do more homework because we're all looking for immediacy on our instrument. The technique that we work, it has to be immediate or else it's not useful. Mm. You know, we have to, because we can't be on stage thinking about our technique. Nope. You're not thinking nope. about which pistons to play, you're not thinking about what your hand position you're going to play to get you're letting this music flow through you and how you want things to sound.
0: Now, because how I've make already thought up. about which pistons to yes. play, right? So that's I, right. I thought about those things so much that they only take a, a fraction yes. of a second so I can think bigger picture. That's Absolutely. what I teach all all, all of my musicians. That, Absolutely. That, that, immediacy. Immediacy. Uh-huh. So you that's can flow.
1: It and and, it, and And the flow is also, this is where I can go back to the musical marriage. When you've got that immediacy on your instrument, then you can react. Then you literally are in a musical dialogue. Rather now than we're it, having a conversation. Now we're having a conversation rather now than being a monologue. You know, it's like, oh, whoa, okay. There's nothing I love more than if I'm singing something. And I I tend to be a rhythmic old singer. If I do something rhythmic and then the drums pick it up or even the piano. Or if anybody picks up my rhythm, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're listening.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're doing it.
1: So I'm like, okay, here we go with the ping pong. Ping, ping, ping. And you're like, I got this and you got that. Oh, bring it back. Pow. And that's what it's because about to
0: me. Because music is a conversation. Yes. The, the wider picture, the other people that, you know, aren't musicians, they don't really know that. But. On stage, we're talking with each other. We're, we're telling each thing. other jokes. Yep. We're, we're telling each other jokes. Yes. Like <laughs> you look at some of the musicians, the ones that are really having a conversation, watch their eyes, yes. listen to what they're playing. Like they're, they're talking. It lights each up each other. The face, exactly. Lights. The face lights Because up. we're speaking the same language. But like that American that don't speak no Spanish in that Spanish presentation, if you can't speak the language that we're speaking on stage, it's going to be a, a rift between us yeah, and we're not going to be able to communicate with
1: you. Yeah. It's going to be very uncomfortable, you know, Maybe it doesn't always have to be a riff, but it's definitely not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be a fluid situation. I know from my end, someone who is uh, studied and I still, even though I've proven by how I sing, I still get people that will treat me as if I don't know what I'm singing over.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's prejudice. it, It is
1: so, yeah, it's like, can you get beyond I've proven to you? I can sing the chords that go. I can sing the scales that go to these chords. I can do the arpeggios. Um, my my rhythm is tight. Um, you know, at what point do I get let into the the, the club?
0: <laughs> you know, right? There's two. That is not right. That is prejudice and it's not right. But there's two things I want to say about that. One, there are a lot of your your colleagues that have been out there and can't do anything that you're talking about that have sort of, and it's not right for them to put this on you, but their experience has shown them over and over that that this is kind of how it goes. And so they give you that prejudice. It's not your fault. That's one of the reasons why it happens. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, And the other thing that I would say is, some people are just a-holes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Piano Player. Some people are like, you know, you go and laugh. the people, they just ornery. Uh-oh. They're ornery. Ornery. Here it is. ornery. they ornery. <laughs> <They're> ornery. Curmudgeons. <laughs> curmudgeons. You know, musical curmudgeons. Yeah. It, it, that, that happened. And it might fold along those same lines, yeah. musician, uh, singer, mm-hmm. but that might not be the full root. Yeah. maybe ask some other other musicians like what do you think about that dude and we'll be like yeah he an a-hole like we don't like him either <laughs> we'll, you know what i'm saying yeah, like we don't, we don't like him like either. yeah okay, hey, cool. like him. do you know what i'm saying so yeah it, I absolutely it, it definitely exists it, exist. it yeah. definitely the prejudice definitely exists that yeah. might not be the only reason that's it's happening
1: but <laughs> you know my i hope and belief he's still alive he must be quite up there um a teacher that I had when I was at William Patterson, he's a famous accompanist. So he's probably he's one of those weird people. Norman Simmons, he was a great accompanist for some of the best jazz singers. Carmen McRae, he was a famous jazz accompanist for uh, a lot of singers. And so I had him in class. And one of the things he said while he was trying to help me become more musician-like is that even if you don't have the exact words you can still communicate in a way that musicians, or other musicians are going to understand. If you can't, if you don't have the word,
0: sing what you're trying to get them to understand. Mm-hmm. Sing the line, you know. So, but, and here's the other start, side of that. To interject, you also have to know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, absolutely. we have children, we watch them figure out how to communicate, but we mm-hmm. also watch them figure out what they think yeah like you you might have an outside of i it just doesn't feel like i want it to feel yeah but you need to do the work to be all right well yeah how do I want it to feel specifically yes. even if I don't have the words and then how can I communicate that because sometimes you just have that ethereal feeling and sometimes us musicians yeah we work with people with that feeling but they can't yeah. tell us yes. what they mean and that can be very frustrating you know what? and it's frustrating
1: not only for everybody else who's dealing with it but it's frustrating for the person because mm-hmm. then yeah. the person is never going to hear in their head uh, hear what they hear outside and you know and they heard they're not going to hear that thing that they're trying to hear and so that is if if that's the only reason you decide to become more literate in the musical language just to be able to communicate to the musicians uh, what you're hearing in your head that would do it and I, I would say the way of doing it how do you become more articulate by that this, doing it that's you right you know the more that you put yourself in situations like jams and this is this can be hard for singers, but you just got to you have to be ballsy and just find some musicians who actually likes playing with singers. And they're out there. They're out there and say, hey, can we jam? And because I, I here's one thing I know. I've never met any musicians that when I asked them a question about music, they said no to me. Huh. Whenever huh. I asked, you know, how do you call this? Uh, What is this? Could you explain this to me? Because I'm not getting it. They always take the time. In Mm -hmm. fact, I feel like they were happy to do it. They're more than happy Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. finally, you know. Yeah,
0: because we geeks and we like talking about our geek stuff. (laughs) Geek, you understand? If you're a fellow geek, we're going to geek out. We're going to geek out, yeah. So specifically, I want to answer that question specifically, what are some specific things that, in my opinion, singers can come to the table with Mm -hmm. so that when we're talking, whether it's on a bandstand, whether they're asking me a question about the music, Mm -hmm. any contact that we have something that we can talk about. What are the very specifics? And I would say, um, get either. I, I would, I would recommend piano because with, Piano, you're not just, it's not like a guitar where you're just looking at the shape of mm-hmm. your hand and then moving that shape around. Cause guitarists, right. and we know guitarists, mm-hmm. we can get away without knowing music too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just move your hand around. You, you, while well, I got my box and I know which fret is my key, right. but I don't know what note that is. Right. So get with a piano and just, you know, start with one song. It might go, it's, it's like learning another language. It might go really, really slow at the beginning, but you have to have the motivation and, and the cojones to push through and to know that yeah. you can do it. Have some of that trumpet swagger, some of that pilot swagger. No, I can, I can do this. It might take me a month to get one song, but the next song is going to take half a month. Exactly. And the next song is going to take one. It compounds. Exactly. And so what you do with that song is you sit down and not, you've already done your melody. You know the melody because you already knew that. You know your lyrics. Sit down with those chord changes and, and, and even if it's just a triad or just a seventh chord or doesn't matter the voicing, like be able to play the whole thing on the piano. It doesn't have yeah. to be the best voicing. Yeah, just rudimentary know, even. Yeah. Know what your know what your chords are and then know how they how they interact. Know what a five is, know what a yeah. two-five one is, know yes. what a four is, know what a four minor sounds like. Yeah. Know what these elements sound like, and then you can more and more communicate. Yeah. Oh, I know these things are out of the key. And I like it when it's yeah. out of the key. And this yeah. is exactly what it is. I yeah. like when there's a four minor, uh, play going back to one. And mm-hmm. you can if you can say those things. To a musician, I man, you got us. We're all on the same team. We're good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're good. Look, I get you, and I know
1: you probably lost a few people, but it, what he said is not so. Uh, it's it's not so far fetched because there's nothing new under the sun. You start very basic, and then once you've got the basics, you'll add a few things, and then you'll add a few things, and then you'll add a few things, and you'll add a few things, and that's really all it is. But even just getting the basics is going to make a huge difference. And also, I think for singers, having a bit of piano means that you're going to open up a musical door that you you'll never know if you don't play another instrument which can lead you to songwriting and I mean songwriting where you don't necessarily need anybody's help you know that's
0: uh, right because you know what your elements are these elements they they start with Roman numerating, or the Roman numerals of the chords as all the mm-hmm. triads how do triads work mm-hmm. right but also scale tones and stuff like that it's just like well, how does my song work take mm-hmm. one song and figure out why it works and yes. if you need some help Ask some of us. Ask me. I, I give lessons online. I, I do it. I have a very specific curriculum that I've developed for singers, okay. just for that purpose to get them working with their with their discipline. But as a musician, and showing them those things that some musicians don't know how to tell them how to do.
1: Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to put that in the show notes because again, this is about empowering singers. So we, we can't just beat them up and not give them an out, mm-hmm. give them, no, them a way to, to do it. So I love that. I did I got not you. know that. Got you. So yeah. we'll put that, we'll definitely put that in the show notes because people are starting to listen to the shows. So I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, that's um, excellent. But anyway, I appreciate this conversation so much. Um, we're going to wrap it up here because I know you're so busy. You'll probably be between a plane and a, a recording session. <laughs> this man don't stay put. He got a yo-yo in one hand, a bass in the other, and somehow he's got another hand. He's got the trumpet in it. <laughs> and I love that. I love that you're doing so well. Uh, you, you give. You know, as a singer and seeing other musicians just work, have work that's fulfilling work because you always got a smile on your face. So I'm assuming that you're fulfilled in the work that you're doing. I'm really, really happy for you. And I'm glad that our paths have crossed. And I really hope they cross again because every time we play together, you know, you push me to different heights that, you know, (laughs) I might be sweating bullets at the end of that concert. (laughs) But, you know, at the end, I'm like, yeah. I survived yeah. that. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts for us?
0: I, yeah, I'm i so glad you asked. If there's one thing that I can say to all my singer brothers and sisters out there, because we're all in the same family, we're all musicians, understand that you can do it. That's one thing I say to all my mm. students, whether it's a group class or whether it's individual I can give you all I can show you how to find the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I can guide you as you teach yourself. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can't give you is motivation and the understanding that you can. Right. So know that you can and then you will. Yeah. And
1: I don't know about you, but isn't motivation overrated?
0: Is motivation overrated? overrated yeah. I, I don't I think listen, it's underrated. I,
1: I, I don't feel like going to the gym, but I paid for that stuff. I'm going. As soon, you know what? I'll tell you. When I put that in my, uh, I, I have an app. So I have to, cause it's CrossFit. And, and it's. Oh, uh, you want
0: them CrossFitters? I'm a All CrossFitter. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm a CrossFitter. I like to die hard every, like three days
0: a week. We, we on, the, we on the clank clank over here. I like
1: that too. I like that we too. Clank, I just clank. haven't, I just started back at the gym like three weeks ago. Word. But, but my point was, as soon as I put it in my app and then it yeah. goes into my diary, my agenda, my, my mm. calendar. I've been mm-hmm. in Europe too long. Um. Yeah. Once it's on there, it doesn't matter if I want to or not. It's getting done. It's on yeah. there. And so I think that we have to have that kind of attitude yeah. about the things we don't want to do, like yeah. learning scales and learning modes and learning chords and learning piano, things that are boring, but it, that might, won't not first day, not it from, might not be done. The first day it might
0: not be done the 60th day. But eventually but at some point it gets easier. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm finding that well, I already knew this about myself but with the gym. You know, when I've taken a break and then I get back in, I was like, Oh, this is so it's hard. hard. It's so hard. Yeah. But there's a, a moment, there's a switch where my body's like, Hey, when are we going to the gym? Mm-hmm. You know, my body's like, Yo, get up. It's we, we need to move. We need to move. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that it's like that kind of with everything. Yes. You know, so w- the closing notes are you singers too can do it. You can learn the language of music and we would all be happier for it. Every single one of us. Thank you so much. Oh, I do have one more thing. Do you have any projects coming up that you'd like to talk about?
0: Yes, I just recorded a whole bunch of that. I took three days in the studio. Last year, we're we're mixing the stuff. But you know, I recorded some orchestral stuff. I recorded some quartet, quintet stuff. I got some guests on it. And now I'm, I'm working with a manager. I'm working with some labels and trying to figure out how to get it out there. But just keep your ears open, your eyes peeled. That's going to come out one, two or three albums. I'm not sure how we're going to split it up. Okay. We got some stuff coming out here and it's going to work. Right. And I'm really serious about that other part. If there are singers out there that, that want to even have an introductory lesson, how does a musician teach a singer? I'm here for that. Cause as a trumpet player, there's a big overlap. Singers might not know this, but there's a huge overlap between what it takes to be a trumpet player and what it takes to be a singer. We both have to hear that note. Otherwise it's not coming it's out. It's not coming you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I've elucidated my whole process for how do we, how do we do this? How do we that, that don't have the physical note looking at us in the face? How do we get it done?
1: Okay. Well, so I'll make sure that we work out the details of how everybody can get in touch with you, but we know sure. you're on Instagram. Where else are you at? That's right.
0: You're on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I got some longer videos on YouTube because that's that yeah. format. I'm on Facebook, but that's for old people and I'm not old. So, you know, catch me on Instagram. I don't have TikTok because I don't get it.
1: Because that's too young. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, Josiah, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and I hope everybody's enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having me. you. Bye. I could have talked to Josiah for Days and days and days. So we stopped there. But I wanted to give you a few key takeaways. I think the major takeaway is that singers are musicians, which means they have to be held to the same standards as everyone else. They can and should learn the musical language just like everyone else and be proficient on their instrument. The other thing is to allow yourself to be a beginner. When you are a beginner, start where you are. And then if you're learning more than one instrument, you're actually not beginning again completely you might be learning a new technique because the instrument is different but once you're learned you've learned the language of music then you're just applying that to whatever instrument that you're working on i think the whole idea is that if everybody does their job and knows their role has pulled their own weight then it allows for a much smoother harmonious relationship amongst all musicians so that we can get down to the good stuff and have a lot of fun now in this episode 13 i did something a little bit different um i stopped rolling the tape and we started having a really good conversation i said wait wait wait, roll that back i'm going to record this so there's a little bit of a bonus here a little bit more of josiah woodson check it out but before you do I just want to thank you again for listening and just remind you, it really, really helps me if you could subscribe or follow however it is that you listen to this podcast. Share it with somebody that you think would enjoy it. Musically, Monique. Wait, what did you just say about improvisation?
0: <laughs> I said that improvisation is the spontaneous manipulation of prepared materials. And where Woo! a lot of people mess up is they don't prepare the materials. So the improvisation is whack. It's, yes. it's not really. Improvised. It's not really. You're not really saying anything because you didn't. You're not say the saying anything because people don't want to do the work.
1: So, but if we talk about prepared materials, mm. there's you know there's your scales and modes work, but that's one. Also, you're, you're listening. Yes, like if you're listening to rich music, where the nutrients it's nutrient dense, rather than you know McDonald's of music where there's not much going on in there. See, but I would say it this
0: way. I would say if you prepare your ear so that your ear is rich, it doesn't matter what you're listening to because you're hearing it rich anyway. Whether I'm listening to a two chord super produced pop song that I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's my two chords," though, you know, yeah. or, or whether I'm listening to some Tchaikovsky where it's like it's moving through and the fantasies going to different modulations, different chords like that, my ear is rich enough that I I I see and hear what's happening on both of those sides. So yes. I-
1: I guess I'm looking at it from the point standpoint of what you aspire to. Because mm. I tend to think that if you listen to great musicians in whatever field you're, you know, really looking at. I see what you mean. Then you tend to aspire to their greatness. I
0: see what you but mean, But if yeah. you
1: listen to a lesser musician, you tend to aspire to that. And I've seen it in teaching where a student listens to horrible singers. They have no tone. They're out of tune. They have no sense of time. And the singer coming in actually already sings better than them. And we'll go through the scales and we'll fix things going on in the voice. And then you put them on a song and they'll do exactly what they aspire to.
0: Mm-hmm. A shark is, only grows damn. as big as the tank you put them in.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talk about oceans. You got to look at oceans, you know. Nice, clean. Ex-
0: expand your tank. Yes. <laughs> expand your expand tank. Expand your tank. I'll just be uh, listening to Drake every day. Like, come on. Add stuff to it. I'm not saying don't listen to the simple stuff. Just, you know, add. That's yeah, all.
1: Yeah, yeah.